Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment, where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back once again to Inner Bloom. I am Alexa. I am Ambrosia. Hello. And hello. <laughs> and we are joined today by Kilkenny Tremblay, host of the Modern Mystic Podcast and also a yoga and mindfulness meditation teacher. Hi, Kilkenny. Welcome to the show. Hi. Wonderful to be here. So wonderful to have you with us. It's uh it's so cool. Well, just to give everyone a little backstory of how we met. So I actually uh, went to the chiropractor recently, several a couple months ago. I don't know, four months ago now. And my chiropractor is your husband, and he was asking me like what I did, and I was like, uh, some people I kind of hold back from. I'm like, I don't really want to get into this with people. And for some reason with him, I was like, I'm just gonna go full woo woo. So I told him <laughs> everything I did, and he was like, that's crazy. And I thought he was going to be like, this is this girl. And he was like, my wife, you know, like, you need to meet her. She's amazing. She just started a podcast and, and you know, she's she's great. So you and I linked up and um, and yeah, so now you're here. So cool how things kind of come together like that. Love it. Such synchronicity. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, since you're new to the show and, you know, anytime we have someone new on the podcast, we always love to hear your story and like how you got to be doing what you're doing now. And, you know, I would love to just hear that from you, whatever feels most relevant about your journey thus far. Well, first of all, it's so wonderful to be here because I love what you two are downloading for the world. And when I heard your podcast, I was like, yes, (laughs) this is so in alignment. And part of my story, I guess, really starts from childhood. Um, I was so blessed and fortunate to be born into a household of uh, my mother being a spiritual seeker. And when I was five years old, she took me to her friend's house, which was in a basement, essentially. And her friend was leading meditation. And that included a little bit of asana, physical yoga postures. Mm -hmm. But the majority of it was meditation. And she had all these women uh, that started coming more and more in her basement. So it started getting really crowded because this was before there were like yoga retreat sites and yoga studios. And um, I was the only kid, um, but I loved it. And so because I loved it, she kept bringing me back. And I just remember loving how I felt at the end of it. Mm-hmm. You know, when I could feel like, and even to this day now, when I work with um, clients and students, I always say like, after you've done your practices, particularly meditation, it's like a shower. Like, hopefully, most people don't know you haven't taken a shower, but you feel yeah. it all day. Like, you you know that feeling? Yeah. And, and I felt it with me the whole day, even as a child. And so mm-hmm. from really that moment on, it set me on my journey of loving these practices. And when I was about 10 years old, she started to go to some various places in upstate New York, uh, one ashram in particular. And then 
I don't know if you're familiar with the Catskill area or our listeners, but it's, it's often lovingly called the Bajan Belt. Bajan is in a Sanskrit Indian term, and it just refers to um, spiritual and mystical chanting and the practice of, of language and singing. And, you know, I was so fortunate to meet so many shamans and healers and rabbis and nuns and priestesses and all sorts. It was this incredible timing and um, conglomeration of a, a lot of really incredible beings. Um, you know, and even then there were like, you know, like you, Sting would show up, Lenny Kravitz. Like it was just wow. like this hub of like, yeah, yeah. It was like, I mean, to me, and I never mentioned that to you, Alexa, because I'm more oriented towards, I'm more impressed with like a spiritual shaman than a movie yeah. star. Nonetheless, <laughs> you know, even the, the, some of those, you know, stars are, of course, deeply connected and interested in spirituality. And so it was this amazing time where all these um, people, like this confluence of energy and upswing in this area. And so I would go then as a teenager every summer by myself, um, literally God us and God bless my mother for letting me go solo, but I would go for a month or two myself because it was a community of people she knew. Mm-hmm. Um, there were friends of hers who were up there who'd be my guardian and I'd, I'd hang out. And so that was like, it was like spiritual camp really. <laughs> and so, so really that was the initiation of, of my journey. And then through adulthood, I took that, um, ultimately became a, a yoga teacher, a meditation teacher, and, um, you know, had a studio for a long time. And so just, yeah, just riding the wave of all these, you know, iterations of, of this path. Wow. That is so amazing. I love that you went to spiritual camp for the summer. That's really, <laughs> that's really neat. Um, Wow. I'm so jealous, truly, of your upbringing. Oh, my gosh. Love it. Um, What are some... So how did that lead into what you're doing today? And how has what you're doing today kind of shifted from how you grew up as a child? Such a great question. So today, my primary focus is the midwifery of this podcast. One of my heart's missions is to share practices with as many people as possible and really and even with my podcast it's called modern mystic is really helping people find rituals and practices that work for them on a consistent basis Mm -hmm. that connect themselves to the greater whole of the universe you know this whole universe is as in my mind like an energetic ecological system and we can be plugging into it and have support and unlimited resources and limited power and really fulfill our soul's destiny of what we're here meant to do or we cannot be plugged in. I love it how everyone these days is, you know, obsessed with it, my charger, you know, even me. It's my, <laughs> my charger. Where's my computer yeah, yeah. charger, right? And so we're so sweetly, rightfully, you know, concerned with the energy and if we're plugged in with all our devices. And in my mind, part of my passion is to help individuals plug in um, to their deepest aspects of themselves, you know, energetically, spiritually, physically, because I am still a yoga teacher and teach classes weekly online. So there, you know, there are many layers of self and, um, that's really my mission. Hmm. You know, what a great mission. I'm curious about like, it just, you know, before we move on just about the growing up in that way, because, you know, when, when you told me that the first time I was like, wow, it's, 
it's so rare. You know, everyone that we come into contact at least with for the most part, I mean, I think I've maybe only heard that like one other time from like one other mm-hmm. person that like, oh, this was very much a part of my life when I was growing up. This is actually pretty normal to me or like this was embraced from uh, with, from all of those around me. And with probably the majority of our listening audience, it's like the opposite where it's like they just had an awakening recently and they're like kind of struggling with like how to like come out to their family or integrate it with their family or integrate mm-hmm. it with their community that they've had, Right. So I'm curious, just what what your pers- what your perspective is of maybe like this period of awakening right now, at, from you know having had this as a norm, um, and also you know I don't know maybe any well I guess not advice because you've you've grown up in this so like you're not necessarily the I don't know I, I don't know if you have that information but. I would love to just hear kind of your different perspective on this shift that's happening right now from someone that's been surrounded by this since they were a little girl. Such a fabulous question. Um, I think for me, the blessing and gift of having come into it so young in relationship to your question is that I went through such a long period of time where all of these spiritual practices were not even near the mainstream. Like mm-hmm. it was, I mean, you know, so this process of awakening of collective consciousness that's happening right now, one, it gives me like such an amazing, like mind blowing, like, oh my God, it's happening. And like, yeah. finally, and like <laughs> for so long, you know, it was slow and it was sweet. But to have it now all coming into this big like tidal wave, Mm. I feel as excited and as passionate as ever. Um, I think that also just um, like anything, the process of having a lot of time, like myself, like as a teenager, this wasn't normalized. Like meditation was a weird word. You know, mindfulness, that word didn't even exist as a teenager. And so having the practice of really having to stand in my own truth from what I had experienced and then live with many others who weren't living from that place yet was a beautiful lesson because then now as people are more and more allowing this um, awakening to happen within themselves, for me, I'm able to be like, oh yeah, I've worked and been with people for a long time who didn't and weren't exposed to these teachings. And so now it helps me share them in a way that's concrete, in a way that's applicable to -to day-to-day life. Mm. I mean, that's so much what part of being a modern mystic is. It's not like leaving your house, leaving your duty, your work, your relationship, your, your kids, which I feel like a lot of times when people have awakenings, they feel this like, oh my God, all of a sudden I've had this awakening and now it's not congruent with my life. And so part to circle back to your question is because I grew up with it, I feel like that's an angle that is a blessing that I can share. Like, hey, it's always been a part of my life and this is how you can be in your life and also in the world. Mm -hmm. Huge. I love that. Yeah, that's huge. huge. Because I feel like it can be really isolating sometimes because you feel like you have to give up everything around you, like you're saying. And I love that you're saying that that's not true. You can integrate it into your everyday life. How do people, like, what are some ways that people can do that? 
Totally beautiful, um, beautiful quarry. Um, and I just want to add, like, I feel like people who've had that awakening, like it is, it's a real gift, like capital G, like not to minimize it. Like it is such a gift to have an awakening that then it's like our duty to share it. Like if you're having an yeah. awakening, like it's our duty to figure out how to bring it to this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like that is such a tall order. So then it's yeah. like, how do we break it down and make it into small, you know, steps that we can can really use to serve, you know, because if we have like a huge bonfire, and I think that happens too, do you? Like you have, people have an awakening because you both work with so many people and then they feel like they have this, it's like a bonfire, but like fire uncontained creates destruction. And so, right, we need candles and we need to light. <laughs> mm, and so to me, part of, part of that is um, really lining up with nature and figuring out how that works for you. And being a modern mystic to me is figuring out the practices that work for you. It's not a one size fits all. You know, there's a specific spiritual day to day RX that will work for you. And as a modern mystic, we get to discover that. So to me, like figuring out like how I can work with nature. So, for example, I work with the moon cycles a lot. And that's been really supportive of my practice, particularly lately. So like when before my feet hit the ground in the morning, like I have a little moon bowl. Have you, have you all worked with one of those? No. no. What is What's it? a moon bowl? Okay. So this is like a concrete, tangible thing people can do. So the moon bowl, I can even run and get it for you. That's the beauty of being on Zoom. And it's like this little circular plate. And, um, and then I have a bunch of pieces of sea glass. And it's, it's the time, it's the amount of time of each moon cycle. So it's about like it's, uh, 15 and a half, 16 days. It depends on the moon and everything that's going on. But when the moon is full, all my pieces of glass are in it. And it shows me, oh, the moon is full. Do you want me to go get it? Or is that? Yeah. Do you sure. mind? Is that okay? No, it's right here. I'm amped about it. I'm like, let's do cool. it. Let's see it. Hi, everyone watching on Facebook, by the way. Hi, Melissa. Um, you know, feel free as always to ask questions if you have them for Kilkenny. That's the beauty of doing this on live. And she is a wealth of information. Hi. So this is my, here, let me do my screen down. Okay, so this is my moon bowl, okay? So this is what's happening with the moon right now. When I wake up in the morning, I know, okay, like this morning I took one of these pieces because I know because I've been doing this all month long that the moon is waning right now. Mm. So it's waning. So this is my full moon bowl. So I take one out. So that's what I did this morning. I went like this. I took one out. And then I can count and I know, okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. The moon is going to be new in eight days. Ooh, I love that. And so that eventually, like when the moon is new and the the new moon is a time to set intentions, to think about your ambitions, to think about how you're going to take your candle and light it with the rest of the world for the next moon cycle. So this is what the new moon time is about. And see, it's dark. Some people call it the dark moon. I call it the new moon, but it's the same. So this is dark. And then the after the new moon when it's dark i think about my intentions i journal you know i i go outside and i notice at night that the moon is dark so i'm really syncing up my psyche with nature because when we line up with nature of course we're automatically tuning our energy to the highest level and highest frequency Mm -hmm. it's so easy just to do that 
And then the next day I wake up and before my feet hit the earth, this is one of the first things I do in the morning. I do my affirmations. I do some different things, but this is, and I put one in and I think, oh, and, and then in my psyche that I've now embodied because I'm physically doing this. Okay. The moon is starting to grow. Here, let me show you one more thing. So then after, so the, the, these are 15 and then I have a special one that's in the shape of a heart because that reminds me that's the full moon one. I don't do that till it's full moon, a little rock heart. Aww. Oh, that's cool. And so then I put it in. And so once the day of the full moon, that morning, I, I see the heart when I'm sleepy in the morning and I go, oh, okay. Now it's the full moon. Wow. That is cool. That is really cool. I love that. I, I was taught with a, a bowl, but I put a plate under and then it makes it efficient because then it holds, you know, yeah. holds. Yeah. That's one strategy. Wow. That's so great because I've always struggled working with the moon just, just, just because it's like, I don't know, sometimes I don't always get to see the moon. Like, you know what I mean? It, depending what time I'm going out or where it is or what the deal is. And mm -hmm. I feel like that's a really good tangible, like you said, Kilkenny, like a really tangible way. I'm also like a very visual person. Like I really yeah. like that. Um, so that's everyone on um, Facebook also is saying, Jenna is saying, yeah, oh my God, I, I love, love this. It's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Especially that's for urbanites cool. or, you know, we can't like, like Ambie and I are like weathers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's, like, I love outside, that. Let alone. So. Yeah. I was just thinking, I was just asking you before we started recording, like, how do you take a bath? Like, when do you have time to do such things, such luxury, luxurious <laughs> task. No, I'm, I'm kidding. But um, can you give your response to that? Because I thought your response for that was just so beautiful. Mm. Well, to all the mamas out there and also people who are caretakers, which is if you're female, yes. everyone and, and, and um, really this time of life, really everyone. Um, for me, it was really like, oh, you're supposed to take a bath, self-care. Yeah, 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 whatever. And, and then I just did it. <laughs> and then I started to contemplate it. And it was really at a time where I was working with the element water, which is another hack to me, mm -hmm. a mystic hack you can do, is like pick one of the elements to work with for a month. So when it's a new moon, say, okay, I'm going to work with water this entire month. And, I'm, and that means not just like in my mind's eye, though it can be like water meditations, lake meditations, river mm -hmm. meditations, you know, you can go on inside timer and get all sorts of meditations. But then it's like, and then I'm, you, you know, you write down your goals. Okay, I'm going to drink X amount of water every day. Mm -hmm. You get a new glass, a new jug, a new container, and you commit to that practice and then there's so many ways to work with water for example but during this period of time when I was working with water it was like okay I'm gonna take a, a bath and this is part of my developing my own career psyche spirituality you know because to me as a modern mystic it's all connected and mm -hmm. how this month am I going to be more fluid more flexible more accommodating more go with the flow mm -hmm. and then I'm going to take one bath a week and in my bath, I'm going to put oils, like essential oils, that represent those qualities of being flexible, fluid, accommodating, adept. And so I would put, you know, oils that you can look up, um, you know, Lang Lang's one, um, in the bath. And then I'm going to do this practice. And, and I'm going to think about when I go in my bath also, you know, my intentions. And then what's keeping me from realizing my highest potential we all know those things those idiosyncratic things that show up and so i made it a practice i'm you know just setting the attention when i'm taking this bath i'm gonna release those things and and cleanse that and so when it when i made it like part of my practice then it just became something i actually did 
And I think for the listeners and individuals, it's so important to think about like what drives you. Like if you're really into your career, then just focus on, okay, I'm gonna take a bath because I'm gonna release all this muck debris that, and you know, you name them, that are gonna, that are keeping me from my career. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I'm a lover and I just love people and you know, my body's the way in and relationships and you know, I wanna work on you know, finding a partner or whatever. And so then you, I take the bath for that reason. Or you know, some people, I wanna be a better mother and I'm, you know, not, I don't go with the flow enough. So then you take the bath. So like, it's all about intention and what drives you. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. And I think that you know, it, it's coming to me intuitively that I myself, I can only speak for me, but I get um, seasonal depression. And I do all of the things that you're saying in the spring and summer months. But in the fall and winter months, I just kind of like sit and kind of sulk. And I'm like, why don't you continue to do that? Like, it's just coming to me now is like, this would definitely raise my vibration, help with like the being inside instead of outside in nature, which I really like. Um, And so I don't know if you've experienced that or if you've had other people that said like, this really makes me feel a lot better, not only connected to um, my highest knowing, but actually helps with those kind of um, self deprecating thoughts and things of that nature. Does anybody tell you about that that you've worked with? Totally. Um, first of all, I really want to honor you and excuse me, the goddess that you are, because it's so brave to say aloud, like these are my vulnerabilities and it's so empowering for others to hear this. Cause I think this affects so many people, the seasonal defective disorder. And then yeah. in, um, you know, in our lives, the truth is we live in like these pressure cooker lives. And if you're a high powered person, like both of you are rocking the world, sharing your dharma and duty and and light with this world like it's it is very full and so how do we find these hacks inside our homes um because we can have tall orders i was working with a client this morning and we were talking about like um vision quests and Mm -hmm. she got a tarot card about vision quests right and it's like well you know, right now we're in 2020 and, and all these challenges, how can no one's going a vision quest that's like on an airplane or you go far yeah. away. So how can we bring the vision quest to her and how can she create things? And that's it. That's modern mysticism, bringing mm-hmm. all these things into our lives and into our homes that are actually accessible, that will actually do. And the truth of the matter is like the magic is in the mundane. And like, as Rumi says, every moment is an entry point. Mm. And I just, to me, that's what it's about. Like, it's not about finding the moment so that we can then enter. It's like, okay, in this moment, it's actually an entry point. I mean, just to hear that. Yeah. That make you feel differently. Yeah. Right. And so if we can, I mean, to me, like if we could just literally remind ourselves, I have that in my car. And every time I get in my car with my kids who are starving and talking and, you know, it's very full. (laughs) Of course, I'm I'm a dog person. So I take my wild dog everywhere. You know, I, I, yeah, and I'm like, right. And I, just hearing that, that mm. to me is this modern mysticism, right? Every moment is an entry point into the magic, into the, mm. into the extraordinary. And when you reframe it, it actually is. Yeah, it's Love that. Love that so much. Um, <laughs> it's so soothing to hear you speak, Kilkenny. So thank you for everything that you're sharing. Um, Diana on Facebook, going back to your moon bowl, um, said, I love that. Did you put it together yourself? 
I think she's asking, like, did you collect all those rocks? Did you put this, is this something you can buy? Or did you like make that kind of collect these things yourself? Yeah. And it's Diana, you said, asked that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Diana. Because it's such a, it's such a beautiful question. And, and to me, what I'm really passionate about is learning tools and technologies, but then making them your own. Because to me, when mm-hmm. you make it your own, like, you could probably, I haven't Googled this, but you could probably buy a moon bowl somewhere. And, and I mean, yeah. if you don't have time and you want to do that, and that's what's going to make you do the practice, that's fabulous. Some people that would make them do it and you're supporting a local artist and that'd be great. But to me, with working with clients and students over the years, what I found is when we make it ourselves, right, we're putting our energy into it. We're putting our intention, you know, and energy flows where attention goes. And so the chances of success more often than not, are much higher. So I made mine. Yeah. Like this moon ball, I'll show you. This is, this says Libra because my sun signs Libra and I had a yoga student buy that for me. And I liked it because it was dark, but you don't have to, it doesn't have to be a circle. I like the circle because it's a moon bowl. Then I figured out, as I mentioned before, and no one taught me this, like if I had something under it, because my kids like to touch it. And then I found that then all of a sudden, one of my kids would like push one aside, then I'd be under the bed looking for it. (laughs) Right. So I got this is like, literally, um, a plastic plate from Mm -hmm. 20 years ago that I found in my father's um, closet. And so I put it here and now it captures the rocks, you know, to me, these little, um, so you could use anything, like you don't need two, you could just have one. Um, The other thing is these, um, these are pieces of sea glass. And this is, um, you know, I love the ocean. So these are these, but you could use anything. They could be different colors. You know, again, I said, I like, I put the heart one. So it reminds me it's the full moon and to really expand my heart. So you can really make it anything you want. You could use crystals that align with your purpose. That would be really neat. I'm sitting here like, what do I have an abundance of that I could use? Yeah. Beans, but like, I don't want to use beans. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you could use beans, you know, that's. I mean, you could, but (laughs) it's not as fun as crystals or or sea glass, you know? For sure. (laughs) Awesome. I love this that our audience is getting very like practical things that they can do because I think that, yeah, I I think a lot of the time people struggle with how to, like we were talking about in the beginning, like really how to integrate this spirituality and connection, deeper connection Mm -hmm. into their lives. And I think, uh, you know, I've heard people in our audience say, you know, it's like they kind of feel like, they either have to do one or the other or it has to be these extremes or, you know, and I think like spirituality, like the, like you said, like maybe the spirituality that you were growing up with or kind of that old paradigm of spirituality. And this is why people get so afraid when they have their awakenings. I know I got afraid when I had my awakening, just like you mentioned. Um, The old idea of a mystic, right, was like they would go away in a cave and sit by themselves and, you know, just like be in just their spiritual world and kind of like a monk, like renounce things and people. And anyway, so this whole new paradigm that we're moving into is like bringing this, being the modern mystic in our lives and really anchoring in this like spiritual way of life and this integrated spiritual way of life um, so that we can, you know, I remember when I first had an awakening, I like, 
I wanted to just relax sometimes, but I would feel guilty about just relaxing and watching a movie. You know, I'd feel guilty mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. that. I would be like, no, that's not spiritual. And I would hold myself back from these things that I really just genuinely wanted to do with my friends or my family because I felt like I really wanted to um, be a good spiritual person but I really felt like it had to be either or in so many cases. So could you speak a little bit to that? Because, you know, I'm sure there's still people. I actually, I see it all the time in our private Facebook group. People being like, I want to do this, but is that not spiritual? You know, kind of talk about this like integration of the spirituality into our modern lives. Mm, that's such an eloquent um articulation of that sentiment, which I think is so normal and natural, Alexa. So thank you for putting it that way. And yeah, I think the key word is the verbiage you use, integrate. Because, mm-hmm. right, this is all about remembrance and integration. Mm-hmm. Remembrance is to remember. You're putting yourself back together. It's like a remembrance, right? Like we are spirit in a body. We're not body in a spirit. And so all these practices are about remembering, right, who we are at our essence. And Ultimately, if we're in this place of good and bad, you know, that is the land of duality. Mm-hmm. And all of these practices are about integrating, I like to call it complementary opposites, because I don't really see them as opposite. I see them as working in tandem, right? Dark, light, mm-hmm. sun, moon, masculine and feminine, you know, all the, the play of opposites. And so the, you know, quote unquote, like relaxing or being present with family or all those things are part of our duty, really. Like if we're like, 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 I mean, if you are like I hang out with monks in an ashram and like they live a really different life and that's their that's their duty. Like that's what they were born to do. But the majority of us, that's not what we're meant to do. We're meant to be in this world of this world. And so normalizing that and then really getting to a point and this is why the verbiage modern mystic is what i love use and how i think and eat live and breathe it is that that modern right like we are born in the here and the now to bring and deliver our unique medicine that this world needs so badly and so we need to embrace the accoutrements of that so like if I'm a, like, I'm a mama, and so I could either throw my kids a sandwich. I've done that, meaning I don't really throw it at them, but I'm like, oh, I'm busy. Gosh, good luck. No. <laughs> Actually, that would be more fun than that would kind of, I think they would probably like that. They'd probably be like, it's a game. Exactly. But like, I can do, oh, here, you know, here's the food. Okay, here's the food, no. honey, you're here. Or like the difference to me of being a modern mystic is being that embodied remembrance of, oh, like, here's your food and who I'm serving is this incredible little being like a mm. literal temple and embodiment of love and goodness in the universe. Right. Or if I'm with my family watching a movie, like how incredible the movie is the manifestation. We call it Shakti in yoga. This term that means the everything that's, that we can see that's manifest mm. in this world, that undulating energy that Einstein proved and science has proven, right. That exists in all the different forms that we see it that can never be destroyed, right? So the movie is that, right? Oh my, and then we look at it as a play of consciousness. Oh, this movie is a, is elevating my consciousness. Why? Oh, because mm-hmm. it's funny. Oh, because it's clever. Oh, because it's mm-hmm. connecting me, not only to my own remembrance, but the remembering of my family unit. Mm-hmm. And that 
remembrance and that connection, that plugging in, right, is ultimately the goal. So it's like that. If we're watching the movie, checking out and thinking about spirituality, we're not being spiritual because we're not connecting anymore. We're checking out. Exactly. If I'm staring at the movie and then watching, you know, the expression of my mom while she watches the movie and then in that watching her and taking her in, I see the light in her eyes. I remember who she really is. Like then it's like spiritual experience watching the movie. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I do have a question. So it's interesting because I think this is a good question for anybody with family members. And I don't know if I'm sure you deal with this. You're a human being like everybody else. But when you have um, expectations or when you have different practices that really benefit you and maybe your children are like, no, what do you know, mom? I don't know. Or your parents do the same thing or people that you really care about don't really follow those practices and don't really want your help. Right. I think that's the big, the big one here is that they, how do you just kind of let them on their path in a, in a modern mystic way, still hold love for them, but just kind of let them go. Cause I find that's become easier, but very, very challenging when you go through your spiritual awakening. Cause you kind of want everybody to be on board with you, you know? Totally. I think that's a beautiful, um, important aspect and one of the main aspects of awakening one feeling like you have to leave everybody but then once you don't leave everybody you feel like you have to convert everybody that's (laughs) because it's because it's working for you in your life and there's so much magic and then all of a sudden you're like the people i love could be experiencing all this revelation synchronicity and magic right um and that's definitely one of the boons of having grown up with it early and most people not doing it. It really Mm -hmm. taught me and gave me this understanding that, um, you know, everyone is on their journey and their timing is perfect. And I think as healers and coaches and sharers of mystic realms and psychological realms and spiritual realms, the recognition that our our embodied living it is much more powerful than anything you could say, share, or give. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. Could you repeat that? That was like really, that was really powerful. I'll try. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're downloading. Yeah, when you channel something, you're yeah. like, what did and I you're say? Like, what did I say? <laughs> but anything, anything that, anything that you, like, there's nothing you could say, share, offer, or give that would be more potent, powerful, or honestly at all even relatively relevant than compared to your living embodiment of your practices. Yes, yes. Because to me, like, that's what I've learned. Like, I don't talk about it, meaning I just like, I just live it. And then people feel it. And then that fe- those who want it, all of a sudden, you know, will come. Like I had a family member recently text me. I've known her her entire life. And all of a sudden recently, it's just like, oh, kill Kenny and these questions, right? And, you know, at 30, she's ready, you know? So it's just like, you're, you're the cook, prepare it, eat it. And then people smell it, they might see the beauty of the food. And then when they're hungry, they'll show up and they know where to find it. Mm, well, that's, I love that, I love that metaphor. Saying, here, here's my food. I mean, even if something you like, someone's like, here, taste this, taste this, right? Having you have a feeling yeah, and you're not yeah. hungry. It's like, 
even the best <laughs> you want. You're like, I don't really want it. So <laughs> it's waiting for people to be hungry and, and cooking that food. That's mm. such a good metaphor. I like see the, I can see the scent just like wafting into like, you know, when someone's cooking a good meal and the scent is just wafting and people are like, oh, that smells so good. Yeah. Love that. I mean, it, remi- it makes me really aware that I do that to people when I feed them. Eat what? this, eat this. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> I'm an intense human, but like I, yeah, it's good to know. Like it's fine. It's all, it's all good. Just relax. That- that was very. That was a great question, Ambie, and that was a very potent answer, Kilkenny. I think that was so beautiful and such a beautiful so thing to beautiful. kind of uh, somewhat end on as we start to wrap up here before we talk about Kilkenny. Where can people find you? How can they listen to your podcast? How else can they connect with you or work with you? All the stuff. Give it yeah. to us. Yay. Well, um, you can go to my podcast called Modern Mystic and um, – you know, I talk about all these hacks and practices and ways, um, you know, all the way from like up leveling, you know, racial and environmental understanding as practice to art, to all sorts of topics. So so definitely check, check the podcast out um, and then you can become a Patreon supporter um, of that podcast. And I send monthly yoga, physical yoga videos. I send meditation videos and also audios. Um, I sent mystic hacks, like I just sent out a couple months ago, the moon bowl mystic hacks. So you can get those, um, and, and like a water ritual PDF I just sent out last night. So I sent all sorts of modern mystic treats and hacks. If you become a Patreon supporter, um, and the, the place to find me on the, on the web is, um, modern mystic love, modern mystic dot love. Um, and then I teach. Uh, weekly yoga classes Tuesdays 12 to 1 30 right now it's an intense class um, so if you like an intense physical practice you can you can check that out and I also have uh, videos meditation mindfulness and yoga videos for sale on Vimeo and all those things can be found at modernmystic.love Ooh, I epic love that. epic you can follow me on social I'm yoga Kilkenny yoga Kilkenny Perfect. We will put all of those links in our show notes of this episode. So if you're listening to this on the audio, you can just go there and click. Um, if you didn't pick it up from, you know, Kilkenny just mentioning it to you. Um, and uh, thank you so much for coming on. You'll have to come on again or we'll have to, you know, we are starting this new um, series on our Patreon where we do like masterclasses with specific teachers and you would be such an incredible person to yeah. come in and work with their page. We'll talk to you about it offline. But anyway, audience, I feel like uh, you'll be seeing more of Kilkenny, hopefully. <laughs> we'll, we'll find mm-hmm. ways to collaborate and because uh, you're just so full of goodness and it's just so such a blessing to have you on. Thank you so much for being here and sharing all your wisdom and your light. It's been beautiful. It was so nice to meet you. Thank you so much. Such a gift to, to be present with both of you. And I just love what you two are offering the, the world. So Really, thank, thank you. you for what you're doing and, and your light that you're sharing. Oh, thank you for your light that you're sharing. And I I love it. I love the moon bowl. I'm going to do it today. I'm excited <laughs> yeah. about it. Moon bowl. Get into it. Um, all right, everyone. Well, we love you so much. Oh, Jerome. Man, it's been a while since we've seen you, Jerome. What's up? So good to see you. Um, thank you, everyone, for watching live on Facebook. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, we love you all. Until next time, keep on blooming. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>
If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within. 